right. Hello and welcome to another industry celebrities podcast. My name is Kimberly Scott. I am a former video girl and now a podcast rookie. Industry celebrities is a podcast where my friends in all sorts of industries are kind enough to be my guests and assist me in honing my interview skills. So they answer a couple of questions about their passions or their industry and I get a little experience going and it makes us all industry celebrities, right? There you go. <laughs> Anyways, if you would like to share your knowledge and be on Industry Celebrities Podcast, please send me an email at Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y, at marketingdoer.com. And you can listen to other episodes by searching for Kimberly D. Scott on iTunes, Anchor, YouTube, Facebook, and so on. Today's guest is a friend of mine I've known for how many years? A long time. <laughs> I have no idea. Too long. So thank you, Mr. Gene Harris, for coming out today in this beautiful San Diego weather and sitting down and having a little interview with me. You're welcome. I think we have to describe the scene here, right? <laughs> I mean, we're like in this luscious lagoon next to the hotel and like palm trees and water fountains and beautiful San Diego weather. You can't beat it? Can't beat it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, there's probably worse places we could do an interview, right? Correct. So tell me a little bit about where you're from and your background. So I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, born in Miami. Yeah, right? <laughs> South Florida. And recently, about eight years ago, relocated to Indianapolis now. So that's where I live now. But I'm a Southeast guy, born and raised. I love Indianapolis. It's beautiful there. If anybody has never visited, I highly recommend it. For three months out of the year, it's beautiful. <laughs> hey, but you guys have some of the best underground connections of hotels downtown. Like, it connects yeah. all together. Yeah, because nuclear winter shows up, and <laughs> you don't want to go outside after <laughs> nuclear that. Nuclear winter. Okay, that's a great one. <laughs> okay, so tell me what industry you're in and how long you've been in this industry and where you got your start. So, I'm in the apartment industry. I've been doing this now for 18 years. Mm -hmm. How'd you get your start? How'd I get my start? That's a great question. So originally, I'm an ex-United States Navy sailor when I was in the Navy. Well, thank you very much for your service, oh, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> so when I was in the Navy, we were decommissioning a ship, and I started working for Hollywood Video. I got a part-time job in town because we weren't going anywhere anymore. When I got out of the Navy, I became a manager for Hollywood Video before I got out of the Navy. So stayed with them. This is 1995. Wow. Long time ago. Yeah. They only had like 100 something stores. They blew up. I ended up having 13 resale stores with them. Long story short, I went in the Navy to go to college. I hadn't been to college yet. Uh huh. So I, uh, so I quit Hollywood Video. So I go back to school full time at night and I got a job as a leasing consultant at an apartment community. That's just awesome. So I had a job to do. And then you never got out. And then I never got out. That's, that's how I got my start. That's how everybody starts. They get an apartment or they get a job at the apartment community. I think just about 75% of the industry that I've ever asked, how so where do you come from? How'd you start? Oh, I was a leasing agent. I was a porter. I was a maintenance guy. You name it. All of them have started on site and moved their way up. So that's great. That's, right. that's great. That's so right. then from there, where'd you go? So from there, you know, so three years I graduated college. By that point, I was a regional property manager for Lincoln Property Company. You might have heard of them. Yeah. Company out of Dallas, <laughs> if I, joke. I always tell you I'm Lincoln alumni, so that's kind of yes, where I got my start. Yes, you are. Link <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's where I got my start with them. Thank you to them. I learned a lot about the real estate industry there. I found my passion, my love for it. 
was eventually recruited by one of my clients, went to work for them for a couple of years at acquisitions dispositions. Mm -hmm. Then I got recruited by another former client back when I was at LPC. Their great training and education they provided you helped you move up in the industry, would you say? Yeah, I'd say that. <laughs> They're good people. I love me some LPC peeps. I go way back with them. For me, it was, I, you know, I came from retail, right? And the retail business, uh, especially Hollywood video, the video business is, you know, we had, we didn't have any control over price. I didn't have any control over product and I didn't have any control over advertising, right? And, but yet somehow I had to still increase sales. I had to make things better. And when I was with them, I took over, they were in the top 10 least profitable districts in the company in nine months. We're the number one most profitable district in the country. And this is based out of Atlanta? No, this was in Tampa, Florida at this point with Hollywood, right? So you're still with Hollywood, I'm sorry. Yeah, so- It's point, early I'm, morning here yeah, in California, it folks. It is. <laughs> so, well, I, I took a step back to kind of explain my perception coming into the multifamily industry where the multifamily industry is different. We have total control over price, we have total control over product, and we have total control over advertising. All the way down to like the property manager, right? So that was never in my toolbox where I came from. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that option. Not only that, but my product was exactly the same as my competitor, right? Braveheart's Braveheart. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you get Braveheart from. That's right. <laughs> That's a good analogy. So that was never in my toolbox, right? So when I come into this business, when, you know, occupancy starts to go down or things start to, you know, kind of run off the rails, what's the first thing most properties do? Up their advertising? No. Almost, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's one of the things they do, but that's typically not the first thing they do. They cut prices. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Concessions. <laughs> concessions. Concessions are bad, the, people. Yeah. Don't do concessions. I call it the three levers, right? So you have three, they, they pull on the concession lever. Boom, uh -huh. that's the first thing they do. The second thing you do is what you just talked about, which is advertising, right? So yes. we need, so they lower the price. Well, and then we, how else can we lease more apartments? We need to get more people in the door, right? So then they up their advertising, right? And then the last thing, which is typically, the, they don't usually do a lot because it's most capital intensive, which is product. You can change your product, right? You can paint it a different color. You can get stainless appliances versus black or white. You can do curb appeal, flowers. So, you know, that's the third level. Well, your occupancy went down, then you lowered the price, then you spent more money in advertising, so you upped your costs, your expenses, right? Mm -hmm. And then the last thing, if you do capital, you're, so you just made a problem worse, 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 worse. Making problems worse for us? What? Making problems, in my opinion, <laughs> it's my opinion. But when I came to this business, it was like, you know, everybody goes to Leasing 101, right? You spend a week in Leasing 101, how to lease an apartment, how to answer the phone, you know, what not to say, fair housing, all that good stuff. And we bonus our employees based on new leases. You hear that? People who are not in the apartment business, they're trying to come into the apartment business. They bonus. They bonus. <laughs> they bonus their on-site teams on new leases. New leases, that's right. New leases, okay. New leases. And then when it comes time for renewals, typically this is how it's done. You know, manager types up a letter, gives it the maintenance guy, and he goes and delivers renewal letters on people's doors. Well, that was back in the day, though. Uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now there's something emails. called email, email. electronic. Right, right. <laughs> you get a notification exactly. sometimes. Whatever. My okay. point is this. Okay. This is my point. When I come to the, coming from the outside in, uh -huh. I, I walk in the door and I'm like, hey, so you're 92% occupied now, right? I was like, did you know if no one ever moves out of your apartment community, your occupancy won't go down? So keep your existing residents happy. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I tell them, I was like, hey, you know, if you don't want to obviously go down there. Everybody shakes their head. Yeah, we know that. I'm like, but you don't run your company that way. Aww. You run your company on the front door. You're constantly looking at the front door, new leases. You're not doing anything about the back door. Yeah. If you close your back door, you don't have to worry. The front door takes care of itself. You know, I'm a renter by choice and 
I move every year. In the beginning, when I moved to Dallas, it was for the new special because it was a session hit and you know you could get a steal of a sure. deal. But then after everything calmed down, if I moved because the management people didn't care, the property that I was at didn't care, that I had a bad experience, and they didn't fix that experience, they didn't do something, it's like they didn't care to keep me there. So it just became a natural thing. I think maybe probably about five years ago, I stayed at a place that was amazing for about two years because the price relatively stayed the same and maybe about a hundred bucks went up or whatever. I did get a steal of a deal in a transitional area, but the staff was great. There were only a hundred units and they knew my name or they cared at least to act like they knew my name if they didn't. And I stayed, I stayed. And then I found out that it's cheaper to keep me in the apartment in that, right? Tell me the math. It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> cheaper to keep your resident people. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Right. So that it is like, but, but they spend more money getting new. It's leases. funny. So the what you just described, you said nothing about the apartment you were in, how much it cost, what client amenities. I did say you, some about experiences. You're talking so, about your relationship with the people in the office. Correct. Was but more. Important, but because something was broken, like in places I did move, if like they didn't fix whatever was broken right. or you know it was dirty and they didn't yeah. care to clean it up, take care. Yeah, yeah take back care. To our feel. Yeah. How do I feel you feel about me, right? Well, and feel about my home where I come right. home to at the end of the day. You know, it might not be much, like I can't even fathom people to pay the high rents of San Diego. It might not be much, which I live in a nice area of Dallas. You know, now I live in Oak Cliff, back then I lived in the lower Greenville area. It's not cheap, you know, but it's not the fanciest place in, you know, that area. Yeah. But it, like, if I paid what I paid, why wouldn't they care, you know, that I'm there? That's right. what I felt like. They didn't care. So, yeah. so, so I'll get on my pedestal. No, you're hitting on a, a very hot button for myself, and that is where I come from. I didn't have control over those things. All I had control over was customer service, was the people, right? You know, we've all heard the people, price, product, and promotion. Yes. Well, so price, product, and promotion are the three levers that everybody's pulling on, but the people. If you take care of the people and you educate them and you incentivize them or you instill in them to care for the residents and understand that relationship. That's going to take the, care of everything the else. Other, the other piece take care of them. They really do because... Yeah, look at yeah. Southwest Airlines. Look at yeah. Virgin America, right? Yeah. Not the recording company, but they're the same. I mean, well, there's you think a lot of great examples. customers. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of great Zappos. examples out there. Absolutely. Uh, and so, again, for me, it was... For you, that's what got you stuck, was the challenge to educate your... It was, I, well, I came in with a different toolbox and I didn't immediately start pulling on these levers. What I started to work was working with my employees and understanding how to take care of our residents, you know, yeah. better customer service. And by keeping my back door closed, I was very successful because I didn't have to do all these other things and thereby maintain higher occupancy. I could charge more rent than my competition was doing yeah. through people. Yeah. And the key is people, folks, people. It really is. It really is. Absolutely. Customer service. Okay. So then I have to ask you now you're currently on the supplier side, correct? Yeah. yeah uh, last October. Okay. Went to the dark side. I, you know, that bothers me when people say it's the dark side. So stop saying that. I say it with people. a smile. Though. I know you do. You know, so, so when people call a supplier partner a vendor, because well, last time I looked, right. I don't have a handle on my arm. I'm not a machine. Oh, you know, yeah, I okay. answer the call 24 seven, right. you know, and I'm, I'm out to give you great customer service. I don't think a machine gives you great customer service always. Yeah. So correct. <laughs> that, it gets hung up on the little thing. It won't come fall off. You're like shaking it. Right? Yes. And then also when they compare they say go to the dark side. Like yeah. why is the supplier side? No so clue. it's just it just, just always a term. Been, right? Okay, yeah, so yeah. what's the experience been like for you? It's been amazing. Okay. It's another opportunity for me, like I did when I came from the management. Uh, retail into property management. Now I'm, I'm in property management and I came from operations 
I'm coming over the supplier side so I can put my operations hat on mm -hmm. and I can kind of reinvent back to you what I wanted to see from my supplier partners, mm -hmm. right? It's the word yeah. you're using. Yeah, supplier, supplier partners. Thank you very okay. much. I'm reverse engineering what I wanted to see from my vendors and understand. Wait, 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 you're what? I'm sorry, supplier partners. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> understand that, you know, I'm providing a service to my customer. Actually, my customer is the apartment community management owners, but I'm serving their customers. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, I'm really serving their customers. Their residents. So I understand yeah. the expectation. Yeah. Right? It's high, yeah. It's huge. No, it's huge, yeah. right? And so you like it. So you, you enjoy this challenge as well as you did when you first went from Hollywood Video into property management. Yeah, not only that, but when I'm talking to my clients now, they appreciate it. They're like, yeah, you, get you it. sat in my chair. Yeah. You understand. And so they want to do business because they know I, they're right. They know I understand what the expectation level is and the standards are high. I always say this, do you know how to cut grass? Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> I don't like to cut I it, but I don't like to either. <laughs> but listen, we hire landscapers to cut our grass. Uh -huh. Why? The maintenance guy knows how to cut grass. The manager can cut the grass. We pay a licensed professional, licensed professional to do it for us yeah. because they can do it faster, cheaper and easier. But not only that, listen, when I was running apartment communities, I said, I'm not an insurance company. I'm not a utility billing company. Mm -hmm. I'm not a trash company. You're not a video company. I'm not a video. I'm not a landscaping <laughs> company. I'm a leasing company. Yeah. Right. So I want my folks in the office focus on leasing apartments. Yeah. So they bring in supplier partners. Partners. There we go. They bring in experts to handle these pieces of my business. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't have to worry about it. So yeah. I always say this: If you're my supplier partner, if I have to call you to tell you what to do, then why am I paying you? Correct. Right? Absolutely. I hired you, so I don't have to worry about that yeah. anymore. Yeah. And so that's that's the point of view I take yeah. from my side is so you're hiring me, I'm the expert, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna solve, take care of this part of your business so you don't have to worry about it. So you can focus on keeping that back door closed. Yes. You can focus on fixing the things yeah. in the units. You don't have your maintenance guy doing going out things, there cutting grass or picking up trash or whatever. Doing others, whatever they do should whatever. be. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, no, they're focused on. There's so many the hours customer. in the day. Where do you want them to spend those hours? That's right. And this, that's a whole and other podcast. Okay, so. so. The book deal's coming soon. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take 1% of that, please. There you go. Hey. Or how about I just do the podcast for you? There you go. Right. <laughs> okay, so that is great advice. I have to tell people, especially supplier partners that are coming from outside the industry into our industry, and they say, oh, we know what we're doing because we did this for so many years in the whatever other automobile industry hotel you name it you know yeah. it's not the same yeah. uh, pay attention folks is what I like to tell people and then the other thing is I'll piggyback off your point is you know you have two ears and one mouth you should listen more than you speak well Jeff Lowry did give me that great advice but, one time so yes but to your point where you just said when you come in this business from another business you need to sit down and ask a lot of questions and make sure you really understand and listen, yeah, correct. Ask the questions yeah. and listen. It's there like, you, you know, back to my holiday video days, right? If I had an upset customer, I would say, what can I do to make you happy? And they would tell me and I did it. Yep. Period. End of story. Period. Listen. <laughs> Period. <laughs> They'll tell you what to do and then yeah. do it. Yeah, then, then do, do it. it. <laughs> okay, so this is my standing question I ask everybody. What would you tell your younger self professionally? Know. You know, I would tell my younger self, which is what I, I think I learned along the way, which was... Be open to you know doing things, but have an open mind and be willing to fail. That's great advice. Be willing to fail. Doesn't mean you will, but don't be so but uptight you can't. You about You will be failing. more successful. You will be more successful if you're willing to fail. I know it sounds weird, right? Backwards, but it's a thousand percent true. Is take risks. I absolutely take, agree. Take more risks. Be willing to fail. You don't necessarily need to follow the the you path. Know, the path that whatever, because you don't know unless you know, try. Unless you try. Yes. I didn't know. I'm gonna pat myself on the back for myself and tell I didn't know I was really, really, really good at running company. I learned this along the way 
And it was just something that I feel like I was born to do. Yeah. But I wouldn't have known it. And I mean, I had people who I used to work for mm. who almost fired me of the things I was doing because they completely disagreed. Yeah. But it ended up being the right thing to do. And yeah. I mean, uberly way more successful yeah. than they ever did. Yeah. Because it just like, for me, it was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do this over here. Yeah. And it worked. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one example. You ready? Remember back to renting movies? Right? Yes. What was the number one thing when you rented movies that was like a big deal between you and the video store? Everybody always argued. Oh, late fees. Ding, 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 late fees. This is a great topic that I'm going to go ahead and risk. But I remember when Netflix came out and they were mailing, when we were mailed those Mailing. discs, yeah. and Blockbuster's like, oh, this will never happen. It's not going to work, blah, 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 blah. But because right. they weren't willing to try and fail and try something new, right. Hollywood Video, Block, all those brick and mortar stores got put out of business. That's right. I remember that. I remember right. when I had a friend saying, oh, yeah, I, I get this subscription, and they mail me X, Y, and Z. I was like, that's weird. I'll try it, but that's weird. Mm -hmm. And then and then here comes Redbox because people didn't want late fees. They wanted things that were easier to get. You know, you could drop them off anywhere. You didn't have to go directly back to that same store. But Blockbuster Hollywood, those stores did not pay attention right. to what the consumer, they didn't listen to their consumer. Right. And then here come the, these young two companies that come up and listened until they took those suckers out of business. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that proves your point. Listen yeah. and don't be scared to fail. Yeah. Don't be scared to fail. Because for every one time, I heard this quote from Steve Harvey. It's not about the number of success, it's about how many times you fail and get back up. Everybody falls and fails before they succeed, but it's about the number of times you fall down and you get back up and then you succeed. Those successes. You learn more when you fail than when you succeed. Up Amen. Up, right? Yes. Yeah. So, the late fees real quick was I started waiving late fees. Uh -huh. Waving them. Guess what happened to my late fee income when I started waving late fees? Did we track how much late fee income we've made? Okay. Guess what happened when I started waving my late fees? I have no idea. My income went up. Oh, because people would come to your store more because you didn't charge no, late fees? No, our late fee income went up. What? Uh-huh. I don't know, right? That doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't sound right, so I'm broken. really confused now. It is. Uh, how? Uh, Why? I don't know. So, I don't you, know. Okay. It's, it wasn't a trick question? wasn't a trick question. It was, my point was willing to fail. I tried something and it was, I used to watch people walk in our store and they would argue over a $3 late fee and they have $12 worth of moves in front of them. Oh, okay. I'm like, hmm. they're about to give you $12 and you're arguing over three. Hmm. Take the 12, yeah. wave the three. Let's, let's go. go. Let's keep this thing, <laughs> let's keep this machine going. So I guess when I started waving the late fees, I felt like well, people always thought like those videos was like made up the late fees and like we're always trying to get you. So when I was started like, okay, no problem, wave it. I felt like one of two things is going to happen. One was if they really thought they were on time, then I did a good customer service thing. And then two, if they know they really did turn it late and I made it so damn easy. They didn't they, care. Maybe they felt a little bad when they hit the door because I would make it too easy. So when they came in, I guess they felt like, well, if it's so easy to wave, then they must have been late. So they started paying the late fees. When I was started waving my late fees, they started paying. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't fight argue it. anymore. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. There's logic. There's hypotheses, logic That's, behind it. There's it no math. It was, yeah. a, I mean, it's a true story. It's but you tried. You tried. I did. You tried. Do you have those numbers anywhere? I know. <laughs> somewhere in a box. <laughs> in a box in a garage, somewhere. <laughs> attic or something. Well, you heard it, folks. Don't be so stubborn. Wave some of those late fees, please. Well, Mr. Gene Harris of Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana, <laughs> I want to thank you for uh, sitting out on this beautiful day in San Diego at apartmentalize apartmentalize 2018 for one of my many podcasts that i just thought of two more topics so you and i will have to sit down and talk about you That's ready right. yeah ready. we'll have to end here before we get cut off so i want to thank you very much for sitting down with me and for all those listening please subscribe to my itunes podcast anchor 
YouTube. Uh, yes, you can put an audio version, which makes it a podcast on YouTube, folks. At Kimberly D. Scott, just Google Kimberly D. Scott. Or follow me on uh, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, LinkedIn. Oh, Snapchat is now that Kimberly, because you know That's Kimberly right. Scott is taken. So that Kimberly on Snapchat, yes. So thank you very much. And how can people listen more about what you got going on to Gene? How can people listen more to what I got going yeah. on? Yeah. Are you going to start a podcast? <laughs> I might. <laughs> I'm actually starting a speaking. I've been asked to speak at a local State Apartment Association awesome. recently. So Maybe never, another one soon in Texas. Maybe another one soon in Texas. <laughs> so, okay. Um, well, you so heard we'll it, folks. <laughs> Who knows? One day I might be on the big stage at NAA when you're doing a whole big room. So. Okay. Well, look him up on LinkedIn. Gene. Yeah, look at LinkedIn. Yeah. Gene Harris. G-E-N-E Harris. There you go. Comma caps. C-A-P-S. <laughs> Certified apartment professional supervisor, right? Portfolio supervisor. Right? <laughs> there you go. All uh, the acronyms at the all end. The stuff. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, keep growing and learning and listening. Have a great one. Bye.